Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you, are you fully English then? So you have no, I'm an eighth Scottish. An eighth? Wow. And I have embraced it in my later years, and um, I sort of appropriate Scottishness. I, I call myself a Scottophile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, what, so and I know from your Wikipedia page that you went to university in Edinburgh. I went to Edinburgh, yeah, and I'm yeah. a big fan of Edinburgh. <laughs> I love Glasgow. Yes, yeah. Glasgow is a wonderful city, especially if you like to um, party. Oh yeah, which I'm sure, being youngsters, you do. I mean, you look like I'm, you have. We're no um, strangers to a party. <laughs> um, no, I'm sure you're not. But for me, it's f- it's farther north. It's the Highlands, which I yeah. really adore. Yeah. Really adore. What Scotland. just because it's out in the open and you yeah, can just I do love the, the the scenery is beautiful. Uh, the people are wonderful. Uh, you know, people talk about the weather. It's not true. I know it rains a lot in Glasgow, but most of the time I'm up there, and that's a lot. It's blue skies. It's yeah. cold, but yeah. great. Yeah. Um, brisk. Brisk. The thing about uh, as long as the blue, as long as the, there's blue skies, I'm happy. Well, that's the thing. I think Cold weather is fine because, because that's what coats are for. Because you're getting the sunlight. <laughs> you know, you're getting the vitamin D. You're actually. I, mean, I, I, I had a problem in. I e- take extra vitamin D as well, with much later to um, Me too. <laughs> so happy and horny. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to part two of Private Parts. We're still joined with Matt Horn. Hi Matt. We're joined by. Or joined with. Well, are we joined with. I'm in between, I'm in between you. Yeah, yeah you are in between us. It's yeah. thrilling, right? How are you enjoying the Private Parts podcast? Yeah, so I'm actually really loving it. What is your experience despite, like so far? Despite the um, promotional material. Uh, what? What are you talking about? It, it, we this don't is promote cr- this it that is much. crap. This it's is not This crap. looks like it's done on Microsoft Word Art. In 1998. Hey, look, yeah. we're keeping it real. Yeah, keeping we, it real. We're one of the people. We're authentic, as they. And oh, that's, actually, this is an interesting thing, Matt. What I wanted to ask you, right? And this, yeah, and be honest here, because we, you, we know how you like to lie. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We know how dishonest you are. So if this, for, the, for once, just be honest. <laughs> what you you ex, you experienced like you experienced like super fame. Well, yeah, you you did for sure. Gavin Stacey was a huge. You hit. say all the right things. I know, man. Just buttering him up right now. You did. You experienced super fame. What what did you hate about it, and what did you like about it? And be completely honest. Uh, what do I like about it is that people um, appreciate your work, and mm-hmm. um, uh, the best thing about it was that uh, I'd done a show as uh, that my parents were would watch if i wasn't in it and liked yeah. and you know I suppose and that I, meant a huge thing to you yeah i think it means yeah it means a huge lot to me to do something that my parents like you know because yeah. i think a lot of actors go through their career just doing things that their parents wouldn't watch and and that's i think that's quite hard because i think you know if you can't make your parents proud of what you do then what's the point that's, that's, a, that's a very the subjective thing. opinion. That's the but, nicest things anyone's ever said on this podcast. Um, you really are buttering me up. The worst thing about it, <laughs> it is actually the, is. I'm not even. Kidding. No one's been that sentimental for ages, and all sixty episodes of it. Um, 
But of course it is a lie because I'm an orphan. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, no, that is that is true. And um, and what did you? The worst about thing it? I suppose is just the lack of privacy and the mm. intrusion and the uh, lack of an- anonymity. Did you, ever, did you ever get your phone hacked? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? So you were part of the whole thing. Why do you think you did? Uh, uh, because of the payout. <laughs> <laughs> the noises that you can hear. There's a huge check that landed on my door. Um, so that, that allowed was... me to do podcasts for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you had it where you had no privacy at all, and that was your hardest thing. Yeah, I suppose it's just it felt a bit intruded. So for about five years, I sort of retreated somewhat from talking to the press or going out very much. You became a recluse. A little bit reclusive, mm. yeah. Just sort of took a step back and tried to... Take mi- loads of zinc. T- t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just very busy. With, and sit just listening to that right, weird YouTube where right they whisper. <laughs> <laughs> Painting your nails different colours so it looks like a different hand. I'm not going to go outside today. I don't want to go outside today. I just want to stay in, stay in and eat gelated zinc. <laughs> Wait, but wait, but wait, presumably you were productive during that time, you know, of solitude. Yeah, a terrible RSI on my right hand. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yes, it, actually what it did was it made me write a lot more. Yeah. Which, um, so I now have a kind of big body of work, which is all that's scripts. Nice. And, and I suppose that's like the big question. Do you, do you prefer being a writer or do you prefer being an actor? Um no, they're so different. I like doing both. I'm very fortunate enough. Uh, I feel very privileged. I mean, not as privileged as you guys. I mean, public school, but um, I feel very fortunate that um, I'm able to have the career that I've got. Mm. And um, But yeah, I love writing for different reasons and I love acting for different reasons. And do you write stuff? Do you write stuff from experiences? Do you write stuff completely like just from no experience at all just write whatever comes in your imagination because that's the hardest thing right if you're just sitting then you're writing pl- you're plucking things from the air How yeah you- well there's no point sort of sitting with your laptop open and a flashing cursor you have to be inspired there's no point forcing it mm. um, but, but anyway yeah so I sort of get up at four o'clock every morning and do that and then go back to bed about seven you get up at four o'clock every yeah, morning yeah I write at four o'clock in the morning no you don't I do why do you write at four o'clock in the morning? Because I feel like the only person in the world is writing as you. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's no, right. No, I, I, I get what you mean. I, you feel like you're the only person mm-hmm. that's actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's almost, it almost focuses your, yep. your, your energy. A lot of writers I know write very late at night mm. and I cannot do it. If, I feel like I'm wasting the morning when I write late at night. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I, I can't, um, I just can't do that. But mm. when I'm up at four... Because of the quiet, I mean, apart from, I mean, I do live near fabric, so you do get the sort of. <laughs> you pil- get the stragglers. You get you the pi- You're up at four, so you can usher them into your house. You Come get on, the pill man. heads coming out, and yeah. you can hear them a bit. Oh, actually, funny. Um, I actually once saw a guy at eight o'clock in the morning. He was so high, he was trying to hail a cab, but he was actually hailing a motorbike. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's <laughs> one, of, one of the benefits of getting up early. That the might have been is... Jamie. I've actually just gone to touch it. I've, had, I've been to Fabric a few times. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and the one, the funniest story I've had was my mate Ed. We couldn't find him. It was the first time uh, he had ever taken some ecstasy. I was just a... Sorry, what's... 
Yeah, you probably won't know what it is. You have no idea, nor does Francis. But it was the first time he took it. I was just an observer. You were a veteran. I was was not a veteran. I was an observer of it. A seasoned veteran. (laughs) I was was just watching. I just wanted to watch. That's all I wanted to do. Anyway, we couldn't find him anywhere. Looking around the whole whole club for him. Went into the... Toothless and pallid. (laughs) (laughs) We went into the cubicles. Went into the cubicles of fabric. A thousand yard stare. We were in there, we were in the cubicles and we were looking for him. There's a big queue of people like standing around this cubicle laughing, like, ah, oh, pointing down. And I was like, who's in this? We opened up, it was my mate. He was naked. Was he was shitting him. No, he just took off all his clothes because he felt too hot. <laughs> so he was too hot and well, sitting it in the. Hot, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so hold on. So going back to that, we got a couple of questions from social that we want to ask you, okay, Matt? From you social? Yeah, from social, man. We know you love social media. So is we got a shortening so- of social media. That's what it is. Goodness me. So with this episode 61, we've got a question uh, for Matt. Ready? Ready for this? Yeah. Theatre or TV? Both. If you have to pick. Theatre. I love doing theatre. What do you love more about the theatre? Because it's different every night. Um, Instant feedback. Instant feedback. Different every night. Even though you're saying the same lines, the whole atmosphere is different because Mm. there are different people in the room and you don't know what's happened in the other actors' days and things like that. So the whole energy is different. So that's really exciting. Um, on and the also, telly, it's quite—it's quite, it's all about doing the same thing over and over again until you've got the right. Okay, we've got another one. Um, what is your favourite and least favourite role ever played? Um, favourite role was when I played John Moss, the Culture Club drummer in the TV film Worried About the Boy, which is a film about a biopic about Boy George, mm-hmm. played by Douglas Booth. That was my favourite role. My least favourite role was when I did an episode of um, BBC's Robin Hood series. Um, season two, uh, season two, episode nine. Um, Got to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, well, that, this was, you know, uh, this was not, well, it was long ago. You, I don't know, you were probably 11. Um, um, and the, the reason I didn't like that was because uh, it was in Budapest and I hated it. Why did you hate Budapest? First meal I had turned up with an upturned dead cockroach on the top of it, but <laughs> almost as if it had been put there on purpose. <laughs> that does sound like it was put there on purpose. Yeah, it does. We also got one from Ben here who says, Hello, I went to school with Matt in Nottingham. What's his surname? Ben, the minister school. Ben is, Ben. His name is Ben. <laughs> Benjamin Ben. Yeah, that's his name. Ben Ben. Do you ben. know him? Uh, yeah, he goes. He goes. Hello, I went to school with Matt and Nottingham. I'd love to know if he played any practical jokes on teachers while he was there. What? Surely he should know that. If well, he, he went. To, I think he was obviously not at school at the same time as him. Did I play any practical jokes on teachers? Yeah. Did you do any? Were you a good student? Were you? Bad I was student? a really good student. Oh. I really listened at school. Loser. <laughs> I, I didn't play any practical jokes on the teachers, but. Um, Ben's going to be really upset. Very, well, I know Ben will be. Ben Ben will be very upset. Ben was hoping you were a total card. I mean, I got, <laughs> you not say that card. Oh, I thought he said. <laughs> yeah, well, we said yeah. it now. Um, I um, if I mean, I could t- I could talk about the teachers there endlessly, but that would be uh, only fun for Ben Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to that question about theatre and yeah. Um, TV. I mean, because like you say, it is seen theatre. You're seen actually as... more interested in stuff I've got to say, aren't yes. you? Like, you're, 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 yes. You like it when I'm being erudite. Yes, I do. Which do you think d- requires a high degree of skill? 
Because I think I, I, I often think people with a, a camera on their face, you know, you're you're acting in, in more than just mm-hmm. pro, uh, projecting. It's like the nuances of your facial expression. Mm. Expressions. Your face is like a massive. Uh, on, a, on a big uh, movie screen, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, wh- wh- I, I, I think that perhaps TV acting or film acting requires some high degree of refine- uh, refinement of, I don't know, what do you well, think? Well, because your um, emotions need to change because you're so, it's all about well, the well, because, slight because change you, of emotion. You can't, you can't. You uh, can see more. Yeah, you can see more. In the face, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I do agree with that to a certain extent. I wouldn't say uh, it takes a higher degree of refinement. It's just a complete, it's a different skill, completely yeah. different set of skills. Um, which you learn or don't learn, mm. depending on um, whether people think you're good or not. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Francis? You like to be an actor, didn't you? No, no. I mean, I, I asked my girlfriend's an actress, so, oh. so I, uh, I, we often talk about this, but I was just interested to hear what you said. Is Actually, she famous? Uh, not, not yet. I don't think so. Who is she? Katie Reese. I don't know her. I don't think. I don't think. You, what is, you know. I said that's an issue. She what? will be there. She'll. She'll but be. Is she? Is she going to be? She's going to be big. A superstar. Yeah. What is the What is the hardest thing you found about the kind of acting world? What was the thing that you found the hardest about it? In a um, sense of like the jobs or picking and choosing what to do or or the kind of discomfort to know that when your next job is coming or things like. What is the hardest thing? That you yeah, found? I mean that's hard. Like because you know it is. It is. It is a precarious business. Mm-hmm. And it gets even more precarious now. Like the industry has changed so much since I started working. In what sense has it changed? Um, there seem to be more and more shows, but less and less opportunities mm. uh, because people only like watching certain people. So um, that is true. There seems to, be, especially in like big, in sorry to cut you, big time movies, they seem to. You get put in a washing machine of people, and they seem to grab the same people out again because they know it's going to be a hit. So no one seems to take risks anymore. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. I, I understand why they do for that. For sure, but that can right? be very frustrating in uh, for uh, in a city of a hundred, literally hundreds of thousands of actors. Mm. You know, um, so yeah, not knowing what your next job is is really tough i think um it's a very very manic depressive career path because <laughs> because really it's <laughs> because you have these such dramatic ups and downs yeah. you know it's it, uh you know you really have to be quite a uh, together person and, I, and, I, and you've got to be yeah you've got to have a very very thick skin mm. because of course you what because of the critics well, or just what? constant just yeah the ups and downs really and um and a lot of the time you don't get feedback. You don't get feedback generally on your auditions well, if you, you don't get the the role. You oh, know, sure. So. And that's that's very difficult because you have no idea. You know, rejection, yeah. um, uh, rejection, and euphoria. Yeah, exactly. A new play. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's that. It's, it's that bipolar attitude that you are that you are presented with. There's where, so many where, actors that are bipolar. Mm. So many. And, what? Because you know. you're given, like, like you said, that euphoric moment where you get the part, or you experience a role where they give you such good, like, congratulations, and then then the next week you're out of work for the next month or two months, and so then you, 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 you your mm. whole like self confidence like gets a lot eroded. Of, a lot right? of, if you look at if you look at the careers of uh, of a lot of actors who are even big now, if you look at the earliest stages of their career a lot of them only had like one role mm-hmm. per year mm-hmm. so then the rest of that year they're having to support themselves somehow right you know and, yeah, and so yeah. it's so it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a, you know it, it is a struggle to be an actor and that actually i think it's that's why a lot of um 
actors these days are from quite well-off families because you know you you almost have to have someone supporting you through that but this is why to be able right. to, to be able to go to auditions that's whenever exactly you can when you, when that is exactly why that that is so true that's why all the the actors all the especially british actors all went to the harrows and things like that because like you said everyone's, everyone's being supported they can survive they can survive the 10 years it takes for exactly to get their yeah. break is, yeah. is that's that's the reason mm. I mean, and still, you know, not have to get a job, exactly. and not have to get a job which would um, preclude you from doing auditions yeah. or focusing on what you're following your dream and blah blah. How blah, do you blah, think blah. that could be fixed, or do you think that's just something that's endemic to the actual it's, career? It's, in it's endemic to the or any creative pursuit, I guess. Yeah, and you know. you know, it does it does get worse, and also, you know, the the industry is in such flux at the moment in terms of broadcasters. Um, podcasts are taking over the world, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's, true. people oh, yeah, like yeah. Netflix announce they've got seven hundred new shows and eight billion dollars. You know, mm. how are the Channel Fours of this world supposed to survive that? I heard the that, answer is they can't. They well, also because no one, no one wants to pay for advertising on no. on TV channels and, anymore. And also, you know, that does also have knock-on effect that. Because there's so many shows, often the quality of things diminish uh, mm. and or um, let's say you get a gig in a big uh, Netflix show, there's 699 other shows to watch. Mm. So it's, it's, a, it's a tougher market yeah. to get your thing seen. It's, and so, you know, your product has got to be really, really distinctive. And it all comes down to format structure and the poster and that's mm. what i want to talk yeah. about this podcast because <laughs> we've nailed it oh we? and on the, because we've you've absolutely it. nailed it <laughs> on that note ladies and gentlemen we're going to have the answer to the question of the week well guys this rarely happens on uh this, actually, I don't think it has happened once. We got it both right. You both got it right. I knew it. The, uh, Brazil was named after the Brazilian nut. Do you know how I knew that? How did you know that? Because uh, I did a play called Charlie's Aunt at the Chocolate Factory. Ah. And um, it, uh, it gives that information. It's called Charlie's Aunt <laughs> at the Chocolate Factory. Or is that the, the Chocolate you know Factory? The chocolate, is the name you know the Menier Chocolate Factory, the Fringe Oh, theater. the theatre, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I did a play called Charlie's Aunt there. Uh, and that's <laughs> Charlie's aunt in the chocolate factory. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, buddy, listen. I uh, thank you. Coming soon to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. We really is this it? it. Yeah, dude, this is it, man. We just have a little chat. Unless you want to, he, wa he wants some more. Doesn't was he? that honestly it? He yeah. wants some more. That was crap. No, man. We just we just sit and <laughs> but chat. painless, but painless. <laughs> yeah, and and payless. You, you, no one gets paid for it, which is crap and painless. Listen to private parts. But the, well, this is what we like to do. Uh, every single time we finish the we podcast. We might make that an ad, I think. <laughs> yeah, we'll put the ad in. I did a voiceover this morning, so I'm fully in to that mode. You sound... Yeah, do it your voiceover... Like you, doesn't, doesn't it sound rich? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Gravelly. Do your voiceover... Gravelly? <laughs> is that the wrong thing to say? Gravelly? Some, somewhat it's, gravelly. It's, it's humming. It's ringing. Um, ringing. But a really nice quartz gravel. Nice. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> Quartz gravel, like a marbled gravel, yeah. <laughs> a marvel. White quartz gravel. Uh, Matt, yeah, dude, that is it, man. I'm sorry that we that we we can keep going. If you you want can to. come back. No, no, no. I'll come, come back, back for another one. I'll come back when you've got a higher res picture on your mugs. 
<laughs> but dude, hey, it's not over yet because what we like to do at the end of every single podcast, we ask our guests to uh, say something inspirational to our audience. That's a bit of the format right there if you want it. And that's what you want me to do, say yeah, something. Anything you want. It doesn't. It can be inspirational, it can be anything. It's a killer format. We it's know. a killer format. Don't steal it because that will be annoying. <laughs> We've actually, we, it's protected there. <laughs> okay. Ask and it shall be given. That bottle noise ruined that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I hold it home? That's that fucking profound. <laughs> he thought you were asking for the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Horn, dude, thank you so much for coming. We really appreciate it, buddy. Really You're going to cut it. that pop out of that bottle. <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. Ready? One more time. Let's go for it. Ask and it shall be given. Thought it was better with the bottle pop. <laughs> Francis, you nearly did a sigh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I had to hold it in. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.